Welcome, everyone, to Nothing to Fear, a weekly horror movies podcast starring three people. We watch the horror movies that you're too scared to, and then we talk about them. Or the ones you don't want to. Or the ones you don't want to, or the ones that we don't want to. I think this is category, like, D today, right? That's uh, a big one, but let's let's get to that in a second. Okay. I'm going to introduce us all. The voices you're hearing belong to myself and my co-host. I'm Billy Schultz, and I'm joined with Luke Mason. Hello. Hello. And Alex Wan, hello. Hey, what's up? Oh, what's up? Very I'm feeling, chi- I'm feeling chipper. I'm ready to go. I'm feeling Daler. <laughs> <laughs> Are you the, feeling the, versus Evil Rangers? I was just like, Rescue Ranger for me from this. <laughs> my dog's name is Ranger. Oh, Easy Ranger. game. Wait, my joke didn't work. I was thinking, I thought we were doing like a Tucker and Dale. I was, I was thinking Tucker and Dale. And I was uh, like, Bill, are you feeling versus evil? I'm feeling versus evil. No, but I'm then, always feeling versus evil. Well, it's not going to get any better than this, folks. Folks, we are excited to be with you again. We are watching <laughs> the very last of our little Halloween miniseries. We've gone through some good Halloween movies and some not as good Halloween movies. And as I like to say, we're going to end it on a real low note with Halloween 3, The Season of the Witch. So that is what we are watching and discussing today. Important question. Is it the season of the witch or just season of the witch? It depends on which song you're about to sing after I answer you. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> oh, okay. You, I appreciate that you thought I was going to sing, but I just wanted to know if this movie is definite or indefinite. Well, it's going to be definitely a movie. That will be a fact we can say about this movie for mm. sure. Do you know anything about this this entry into the Halloween-averse? Not really. I read like a very short synopsis today. Why? Uh, well, because I was looking for... Like, uh, the, oh, to, to rent it? Okay. To, to get okay. it. And I apparently John Carpenter, the creator of the original one, wanted to make like anthology. Yeah, kind uh, of like a, yeah. a outer... No, what's it? Outer Limits? No, the other one. Twilight Zone? Twilight Zone. Ah, yeah. Okay. And so I guess like this movie came out in 1982, which I am pretty confident of my dates this time because, <laughs> you know... Getting Fool better. me once, strike one. <laughs> Fool me twice, strike three. <laughs> so I, and so this is the third one, obviously being Halloween Tree, and I did read that I think Michael Myers is not in this movie. Wait, he's not? No. Yes. But he, he might be in it, but it's not like the focal point, apparently. The Halloween Wikipedia pages are very, very clear to say that Halloween 3, Season of the Witch, bears no impact on the Halloween canon, which, as we know, has been redacted and changed and rebooted okay, okay, a wait, bunch wait, of times. Okay, I have to make this point, then. Season of the Witch was at such a level that it was important to point out that it was already not good enough to be in a canon that got retconned. <laughs> I think... Yeah, yeah, and and that was recently. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like yeah. when it came out, I think you know John Carpenter obviously had this idea to make it an anthology, and I, I think I, I read or, or listened to another podcast about it. There's actually a very excellent "How did this get made?" episode about this uh, movie, and that is one of the funniest. Was podcasts drugs one of the to. answers? I'm sure it is. It is. It is wild. Do you know anything about this one, Alex? Well, no, and. <laughs> <laughs> So bad, yeah. so bad, so crazy. Alex bringing the sass here. When I when I hear season of the witch, I think of this like is it a Nicolas Cage and like yes. Ron Perl movie? I'm pretty sure there is a movie is, with yeah. Nicolas Cage called Season of the Witch and Ron Perl, right? Ron Perlman, Perlman, Perlman. Perlman. that's it. Yeah, uh, and well, we're not gonna check. So okay, yeah. <laughs> I I there is I definitely know Nicolas Cage is in that movie. 
I, I don't know. About yeah, Ron so Paul when Wright. I heard we were watching Halloween 3, Season of the Witch, because I've never heard of it, and I've only had recollections of Season of the Witch, I thought we were watching that movie. So I was a little excited, because I, th- I think it's like about med- medieval knights and oh, like no, no, sorcery. No. Take your expectations lower. <laughs> lower than a Nicolas Cage movie about med- medieval times? You better just to be safe. Okay. Remember when you were... I don't know if you remember, because we would have recorded this so long ago, but in Halloween 2, you were not optimistic. You went down to straight mystic, hmm. and so I think you need to go one lower. <laughs> I'm, I'm, okay, I'll, I tick? guess I'll just be ticked today. <laughs> well, are you going to be ticked on or ticked off is the question. <laughs> hey, I'd rather be ticked on than ticked... Wait, ticked in? Ticked on? What? The tick? What's the what joke the that ticks? you always say? What was the tick? I'd rather, be- rather be pissed off than pissed on. Like, for the intro session, I really have nothing of value to say, and... I because a, I, don't, I don't know anything about this movie. And I, I think I have a guess of why it was made. Oh, okay. Money. Ooh. <laughs> like, Interesting. Halloween was a hit, and then this is only four years after the original, and they're like, well, John Carpenter has a name that we recognize. Yeah. Halloween is a, is a movie that made a lot of money, probably, or at least was popular, so was, we'll make more money. <laughs> was this actually the third film made? I think so. Okay, so I don't when know. it says Halloween 3, it's because it was the third one made? Okay, so we're not doing like the weird Rambo titles. Well, Th- that's interesting that John Carpenter, I just looked it up. John Carpenter is a producer on this film. Like he didn't direct it. Mm. But 1982 was also the year The Thing came out. Right. So he was probably we working on The Thing mm. and somebody was like, "We're doing a Halloween 3." And he was like, "Okay, here's $10,000." Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, okay. Well, and I mean, if we're going to take Halloween 2 seriously, which was very difficult for us to do. <laughs> but the ending of that like Michael Myers theoretically dies right well, hmm. you don't see it but he's in a fire like it would make sense if this was the third one made if he's not in it and it's uh, anthology yeah right? I, I think maybe if john carpenter wanted the villain of michael myers to go away after two and then do this anthology one which bears resemblance insofar as there are masks involved and that's all <laughs> i'll say right now but okay and i think he had plans for like maybe one was more supernatural maybe one was more like far-flung just like general spooky movies and then somebody was like well okay but what if we don't do that Mm. and we make all the sequels be about michael myers and how he's immortal or a curse or a demon or reboot it or (laughs) do it 20 years later or do it 40 years later yeah just keep going i will say because i know that michael myers is in the focal point of this movie i am interested to know what the villain is or what the thing is i guess that's my one thing that's piquing my interest right now and i guess Time will tell. Approximately one and a half hours time will tell, right? Mm-hmm. I would guess. It's true. Okay, well, that's probably enough of this nonsense. We're going to we're going to head away. If you want to watch this movie, there's going to be spoilers. I don't can't imagine this is anything <laughs> close to a ringing endorsement on this movie. We have not seen yet, but are excited for it. So, if you want to watch it and avoid trailers, great. Otherwise, we're going to talk about it. I don't know what the spooks are, but I'm sure there's a page on doesthedogdie.com where you can find out any potential triggers for this movie, which we will likely touch on when we talk. So we'll be back. Let's do this thing. You don't really know much about Halloween. Halloween. The barriers will be down between the real and the unreal. And the dead might be looking in. The last great one took place 3,000 years ago when the hills ran red. Halloween, You happen to know anything about this Cochran? All I can tell you, mister, is watch out. He's watching you, friend, I guarantee you that. Jingle 
Hey, Mr. Cochran, just what is the final process? Fellas, I was just kidding. Witchcraft. To us, it was a way of controlling our environment. Hey! Where are they taking her? They're taking her to the factory. I want a mask. Can I have a mask? Uh, just what I had in mind for you, little buddy. Why, Cochran? Why? Do I need a reason? I've got nothing here to indicate there was ever a body at all. Operator, this is an emergency. I do love a good joke, and this is the best ever. A joke on the children. I'm glad you'll be able to watch it. You've got to believe me. They're going to kill us. All of us. Stop it. The world's going to change tonight, Doctor. Happy Halloween. Stop it! Halloween 3, Season of the Witch, the night no one comes home. Five more days till Halloween, 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 five more days till Halloween, this is a podcast. Hey, if that song just got stuck in your head, that's basically all Halloween 3 season of the witches. <laughs> that song over and over and over again. In fact, I might drop it in here. Happy, happy Halloween, 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 happy, happy Halloween, Halloween, Just so people can understand our pain that happened in the movie. You know what? It's actually a really good product placement if that was like a real commercial jingle. Of course. I remember all the words. Yeah. Silver Shamrock. <laughs> yeah, but would it make you want to buy their products? Mm, no. <laughs> if I see a commercial too many times, I'm just like, okay, I don't want this anymore. Mm. For but... me, watching a commercial once is too many times. Yeah, I guess Very in this, often. In this mm. time of streaming, it's like, what is this? What's this doing on my television? And this is a digression, but most commercials make people seem really stupid. Huh. And I, oh, boy. I don't like how advertisement just kind of, in a sense, dehumanizes people to make them look dumb so that they're, the product that whatever they're selling makes them a little bit better. Yeah, anyway, we're looking for sponsors. If you want to sponsor this show, <laughs> let us know. This yeah. episode is sponsored by Charmin. It feels great. It's not. <laughs> Sharon's well, not, but we will if, if you <laughs> hey give us money. Hit us up. Is there, are, would they be a crappy sponsor? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> they would. Let's talk about something a tiny bit less crappy than that. Just well, a, not or much. a tiny bit more. <laughs> Halloween three, season of the witch. We finished it. We went through it. It felt twice as long as all three of the Halloween movies we've already watched put together. And it was, was a very poorly paced movie, wasn't it? Significantly shorter. Mm-hmm. I think there was a bathroom break that happened while we were watching the movie and <laughs> my heart broke when I realized we were only not even halfway done the movie. <laughs> we paused it and I was like, Alex, I have bad news to tell you. What's that? <laughs> there's, there's still more than halfway this movie to go. Mm. And then he just crumpled into a tiny ball on the couch. <laughs> well, we're done now. We did it. We mm. watched this movie. Okay. Let's, before we dig into the, t- we'll, we'll go through this sort of plot beat by plot beat such as it was, but what, what are your initial, initial takes? Initial. Remix to additional? <laughs> yeah. Hot and fresh out the kitchen all. All right. So this movie was a little bit better than I was anticipating it would be, unfortunately for the movie, or not that the movie cares, but it means I feel like I have to be a little bit more honest 
in like analysis and my thoughts about it. So like if I'm going into a B movie, I'm okay with that. And I'm not going to give it like a normal movie kind of perspective, but this movie just wasn't quite schlocky or kitschy or over the top enough to be considered a B movie for you, for me. Yeah. So I'm going to have to kind of go through my thoughts. It still was a really bad movie, but it was a bad normal movie as opposed to like a B movie, which you assume is bad. Oh, okay. okay. And so just, just before you jump in, Alex, I, I really do put this right in the B movie category. Oh, okay. Like I, for me, I'm like, Oh, this one has a little, I didn't know B Jerry Seinfeld it. was, in but it. would you, okay, we can, so is <laughs> good, <one laughs> a good one. So would you put Halloween two as a B movie as well? Because I thought this movie was better than Halloween two. I would put Halloween two as a B ad movie, a bad movie. <laughs> Right, but but a bad I, B movie or a bad A movie? Uh, just a bad movie. Like I think I don't know. Yeah, but B movies to uh, we could get into this more. I think B movies to me strike me as movies that are made intentionally terrible by the filmmaker to have to be in their own genre. Would you consider okay? Maybe this is answering your question with another question. But <laughs> would you consider like the Evil Dead movies B movies? I'd have to think about that a little bit more. I think maybe not the first one. That but, one seemed a bit more earnest. Yeah, but definitely Army of Darkness. Okay, yeah. Yeah. So this wasn't quite as B-movie as... Yeah. Uh, so maybe B-plus B movie? There, there was a... There it took was, itself seriously Yeah, enough. there were signals yeah. throughout the movie that whoever made this movie wanted to make a movie that wouldn't be considered a B-movie. Okay. All right. <laughs> so it was a, a, a B-plus, A-minus Well, but it was just a normal movie that had a terrible script, terrible dialogue, terrible <laughs> acting, and a nonsense story. But... It was better than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> so that's my first You know intro. what? Even if you step over a very low bar, you feel accomplished. <laughs> exactly. And I liked it more. I, I just want to say, I liked it more than I thought, which puts me in a better mood to talk about it, I mm, think. Yeah. Even though I think it was a really bad movie. Yeah. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. So it's okay. kind of fun that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. Alex? So I went into it stick. Just tick. Yeah. Oh, just tick. Just right. Tick. Yeah. I, I went into it just tick. And... I'm kind of I'm kind of in the same boat as Luke. I didn't it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be, but it was bad, right? It's like I don't know, like if you think you're going to get cheese strings for snack, but you end up getting cheese whiz. Cheese whiz is still good, but it's not it's no cheese string. Or you know what's better? If you if you if you're expecting a cheese string, but you get one of those just like pieces of cheese yeah, that aren't it's like stringable. It's just like a stick of cheese. Yeah, when like, you try to mm. peel it, it's just like little crumbles yeah. or or yeah. like you think you're going to get craisins, but you get raisins. <laughs> they're like a little bit better, but fuck, they're not grapes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you better make room in that boat for me because I am in the same one as you. Hey, we got a we got an oar for you because we got a longshoreman in this. <laughs> we do have a, a very weird longshoreman. Yeah, I, I think the biggest portent of this this movie was Luke your struggle in trying to rent it at all, and then when you finally found it on iTunes, it said, "Are you sure you want to rent <laughs> yeah, this yeah, movie?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I think it asks you all. Yeah, but it felt movies, more poignant today. Just was like, even iTunes was like, "I don't know, buddy. You sure?" <laughs> <laughs> okay, I mean it's your money. Yeah, we we took like three bathroom breaks throughout this movie, so and each break I was like, "Oh, I could use a break." This not, isn't, yeah. Not because I was like feeling emotional or tense and I just needed, you know, a little breather. It was just because I needed to separate my eyes from the, the TV for an extended period of time. Even though this podcast doesn't pay us and it's not a job, this movie felt a bit like work. Like it felt like we had to get through it yeah. to talk about it. I don't know. I like my job. We, 
We That's earn. I'll put it to you this way: watching a movie like this helps us earn our good movies. Right. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's the yeah. You eat your broccoli. You get your steak or raisins. Raisins. <laughs> you get your real cheese strings. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And my my own initial thoughts were: I also didn't dislike it as much as as you as I thought I would. I thought it was quite campy and just knowing the lore around it and the weirdness around it and then having all the backlog for my own listening of listening to other podcasts and show and you know YouTube videos and stuff about it. I was just like, I am ready to experience what these people are talking about. And so it, it makes me kind of go back to like, I enjoyed listening to a podcast about that movie I never saw. And now I've seen it and I'm like, okay, okay. Yeah, it's it was more like Poltergeist than Army of Darkness is how I would... Right, like See, it was trying yeah. to be a serious movie. Yeah, I mean, Poltergeist was a not very good kind of normal movie. For sure. Right, and and that's kind of how I see this one, and, and so, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. great points, everybody. <laughs> we did it. Yeah. We did it. So we were sure we wanted to rent this. We watched it, and you know what? It started out strong. I really liked the very opening scene. Yeah, it was with fantastic. The, uh, it's just a bunch of orange lines on a computer screen, and it's making a bzz, 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 and it, it synced time? up with the music. Synced up with the music. It had Sounds a, of the 80s. A cooler, synthier score. And it pulled back in like in that reveal of Halloween where it, it's a some form of a jack-o'-lantern panned out on. And I liked that it was on a computer because it was the 80s and computers were just starting to be a thing. I thought that was pretty enjoyable right off the bat. Mm-hmm. I Yeah, that intro scene gave me high expectations like immediately. I, for a why brief, a brief second he was mm, istic and then yeah <laughs> yeah took it off right yeah it, it was cool it was i like i've told you two this a lot i'm a sucker for synths i love like synth noises and like just the way you can manipulate sound using that instrument and... so alex do you suffer from original synth <laughs> can you explain that to me well it's like an idea <laughs> in christianity of original sin oh <laughs> but in 1982 it could be Original, original synth. synth. Oh, you know what? It. And Eve was using an Apple computer. Whoa! Oh. And there are snakes in this movie. God, we did it. So it opens up not in Haddonfield, Illinois, because again, it's nothing to do with the Halloween. Literally friendship. nothing to do with it. Nothing Only at the all. name. And not even and the name because they say witches and there's not a scant witch in this entire film. Yeah, but if it wasn't called Halloween, you would mm. never know that it was the same like studio or production company yeah, or yeah, like yeah. even the same universe, right? Except that there are a couple shots of the Halloween movie on the TV. But that means it's not in the Halloween <laughs> right, universe exactly. because why would that universe have the film Halloween? Only if it was found footage. <laughs> so I guess it's 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 our universe, right? Is what it's implying. If it's yes. playing Hall- like the original mm-hmm. Halloween movie. Or at least not that universe. Okay. Yeah, at least not that universe. Unless it was the news. But it starts, it starts right away. I'm not. I don't know. No. It starts right away in Northern California. We just see some dude running down a dark street and running away from somebody and being chased by some scary looking dudes in coats. Why? Is there, is there a robot standing outside your backyard? No, we're just recording this in the daytime and it's windy. So the tree out there is making the shadows move and well, catching your worry. eye. Daytime is safety. <laughs> so we see this, this dude is just running and he's running away from someone chasing him in just like some industrial area yeah, in mm-hmm. northern california he's running away he's he gets caught up you see this this man in a gray suit catches him tries to 
strangle him and he's in a junkyard or an auto yard mm. and he manages to pull a block out of the wheel of a car and then we see the first person die in this movie mm. and just gets squished. Yeah, it feels like this movie starts like every movie from the 80s started. Like some cars around, kind of junkyard. I was getting some Terminator vibes actually out of the beginning mm-hmm. of this movie, which was fu- was fun. And you know? accurate, kind yeah. of, in a way. Yeah, right, as exactly. They, yeah. <laughs> as it turned out. Uh, and did you notice that every time one of these dudes in like a, the suit popped up on screen it was just like a yeah it was the like it was the like audience we're gonna play music to let you know these are scary guys Mm. and it was oh yeah it was super telling yeah one of the one of those instances scared me because we hadn't heard that noise for like probably 25 30 minutes and then when it came on i was i was a little startled Mm. but then it happened so many times yeah and it just lost its effect yeah it's a diminishing returns for sure and then we see the song we see the jingle that plays the first time in this movie. And that brought me back to every every other podcast I've listened to about this talks about the jingle, the dumb TV jingle, like the London Bridge is falling down, sing-songy TV commercial for the Silver, Silver Shamrock. Yeah, the mask company. And the, and the commercial itself, I, we didn't really talk about it, when we were watching it, but I f- I'm surprised we didn't like just the way that kid's head is like going back and forth. I was like, this is so cheesy eighties television. Hey, like I, I wouldn't know. I never watched eighties. Well, television. okay. <laughs> <Alex> <laughs> is a Although I don't really remember the eighties while they were happening. <laughs> yeah. I was but, zero through five for my part of the, but 80s. Don't, like those retro kind of TV shows from the eighties where it's just like this creepy head on on the screen and it's not the first time this movie reminded me of another movie for the 80s i think it was 1985's return to oz the the very creepy and scary Mm. wizard of oz sequel quote unquote sequel which is actually i think we should do it would be a good nothing to fear movie because it's much creepier and much darker yeah hell yeah and there were a lot of i i feel like this movie probably inspired some of that movie Wow. With just okay. some of the motifs. So anyway, that was, I was like, wow, this is so on the nose, retro nostalgia. But while it's happening, because it was made in 82, right? So yeah. It was a catchy jingle, but just not catchy in a good way, you know? No, it was very earwormy. Uh, kind of a foreshadow uh, of what happens when you wear those masks. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so anyway, he passes out in the gas station. We see, we just see the first of very many wonderful 1980s mustaches. And oh boy, it's just... All over the place in this film. Just the 80s mustaches. Whew. They look good Ooh, for the most part. Yeah. Yeah. I like very push broomy. Um, Are you talking about the sailor guy's mustache? Yeah. Yeah. The sailor guy, this, yeah. this like gas station attendant who's, who, who the, the man is running and, and finds a gas station. Yeah. I liked him. I, I feel like this movie should have had him in the movie more. Yeah. Than he, it did. I like the way he's talking. He's like, I just. I just seen him running, and then I brought him in here. He was a way more compelling character than the lead guy was. He w- absolutely was. So he should have been the protagonist it, of yeah, this it movie. Have, it, sh- it should have been that guy, but they had to make it this weird Dr. Burt Reynolds type man. So the gas station attendant brings a guy to the hospital, and the guy's clutching this orange pumpkin mask in his hands. We meet our doctor character. Doctor, I don't even know his name. I don't think it matters. Doctor Chalice. Doctor Chalice. But I don't remember his first, his first name. name? You know, I honestly, don't. You know, what we didn't do <laughs> first name Doctor. We didn't. We didn't read the Wikipedia synopsis of the movie, but that's okay. Well, that's actually maybe not bad for this one because 
it'll be more fun, I think, to reveal the actual plot of this mm. because it is so crazy. I just Dr. Wondered... Daniel Chalice. Dr. Daniel Chalice. Dr. Drew Id. <laughs> Dr. Id. Dr. Uid. Dr. Uid. Dr. Uid, yeah. No, I guess that would be Cochrane. Is, is, Cochrane is Dr. Dr. Id like Freud's cousin? <laughs> well, only, only uh, in its more adrenal moments. <laughs> I felt clever making that connection. That's a good one. That's a good one. That's a good one. I'm a Freud. You're correct, Alex. Ah, <laughs> uh, to be young. <laughs> <laughs> oh, forever young. I want to be. I feel uh, like we're just getting off track every sentence. I mean, yeah. But if you're listening and you're like, why didn't they do the Wikipedia Parallels thing? Parallels the movie. I remembered we didn't. So don't email me. But mm. do email us. Nothing to prepare this. <laughs> do you look up? <laughs> Email about us about different things, not that thing. We yeah. can't make it any more clear than that. So, so yeah, we meet the doctor. He gets home to his kids, and he's like, guess what, kids? I brought you masks. And immediately they're like, oh, these fucking masks suck. Yeah. Or mom got us better ones. Yeah, mom Mom went to, like, the Halloween store, and dad went to the dollar store. Yeah. <laughs> they're like the plastic ones with the I, string. I guess we should point out that the masks... The, the the emphasis on masks in this movie and the opening scenes in the in the hospital were reminiscent of the first two Halloween movies. They were, yeah. Mm-hmm. So that would be a at least a like an aesthetic connection you could if, make. Just one of the finest strands of connection. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I do want to point out one thing we missed. So when the movie started and you we see missed the, a lot of stuff. You but, see the guy yeah. running? Yeah. It, it says October twenty first. Twenty third. Twenty third. Yeah. And immediately I'm like, well, that's not Halloween. Halloween's the 31st, which makes me like when the movie started, I was like, okay, so this movie is probably going to take place over seven days. And at that point, after the opening credits, my heart went back to being tick. So I was like, okay, so we have to sit through seven days of this shit. Eight more days still. Halloween. (laughs) Halloween. (laughs) Yeah. You're right. Yeah, you're right. So it starts way earlier in in the chronology of around a Halloween movie, again, separating it further from from Halloween. But anyway, the, the doctor man gets home. He gives his kids a mask. They're just like, yuck, these masks are terrible. Like, I don't know if I didn't care about masks as much when I was like a kid. But I mean, the the, the silver shamrock masks look cool. They're like mm. full head latex mask. Yeah. Kind of kind of big stuff. Better than a little plastic with an elastic band on the back. You know, and it's funny because like all of us have working with kids in general, it did remind me a little bit of when you give a gift to a kid and they're like, ah, oh, this is dumber than what my friend got. <laughs> like their first reaction is just negative and you're like, and, I think and ungrateful. And you're like, well, would you like one gift or zero? Yeah. That's <laughs> one, of, yeah. one of my favorite things to say was always, I think you pronounced thank you wrong. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Yeah. His kids definitely pronounce thank you very yeah. incorrectly. So uh, anyway, it cuts, he has to go back to the hospital. The kid's mom, who I think was, they were divorced. Maybe sounded like they're, yeah, it's, it's a good assumption together. To yeah. Make, yeah. She's giving him grief and just sort of henpecking him like classic. Another alcoholic uh, doctor drinking on the job. God, my my wife in the eighties. Oh, I hate my wife. Blah, 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 or my ex or whatever. Just just she was not a pleasant character to interact with. And well, at least there weren't any other stereotypical female roles in this movie. <laughs> God, we have to talk about that later. It was a big time bummer. Yeah. So he goes to the hospital. This man is there. He's catatonic, and the TV turns on, and this fucking jingle plays again and he wakes up and he goes ah they're gonna kill us all they're gonna kill us all and that's kind of the last we see from like exposition man Mm -hmm. which i think we'll call his name 
I think he had a real name. Initial Exposition Man? <laughs> no, I'm just uh, thinking yeah. that song. Secret Agent Man. But it's like, Exposition Man. Yeah. <laughs> it was Harry. His name was Harry. Harry. Harry Grimbridge. And then we see another kind of direct nod to Michael Myers with these agents, these besuited agent people standing in like shadows you just see like the shots of their leg you see over like, the shoulder over like in the, the first halloween yeah yeah when, when they come in it goes it makes a big noise and then the agent we'll call him agent i called them d d list agent smiths from the matrix and they go in it goes into the hospital puts gloves on and then pulls apart the dude's skull just grabs his face even, eyes out. even their suits were like a little bit less cool than the suits of the agents in the Matrix, eh? Oh, yeah. Like they they're were... just like a little more faded and frayed gray <laughs> than the ones that agents Like Smith I said, had. it was the beta test yeah, yeah, of, exactly. <laughs> of the, the agents. Yeah. They're like, okay, we need to cool them up a bit. Get get some sunglasses next get time. Get some sunglasses. What's some that Darker palettes. <laughs> Better What's haircuts. Yeah. Oh, fuck. What's his name? Who plays it? Agent Smith, the actor. Who Hugo plays Weaving. Weaving. Hugo Weaving. Thank you. Mm. Yeah. We'll get uh, Elrond of Rivendell, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> yeah, but that was a gruesome death. Yeah, to start as the first death of the movie. Yeah, it's, it's second death. Well, first, I guess, human death because we saw Agent Man get smushed by car. Ah, uh, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. We saw a guy get face pulled apart. Yeah, like the deaths are quite gruesome in this movie, but I wouldn't classify this as a slasher movie, right? No, there was barely any slashing at all. Mm, the the Greths were <laughs> the Greths. I the love death. the Greths. The gr- what was the Greth count of this movie? Yeah. Dead T5. The deaths were very gruesome, but I didn't care. <laughs> like, I didn't care about any character in this movie, so I didn't care if they died. Not even for a hot second. Hey? No. Just everyone was un... Just like, I, for- I don't care about you. I don't like you. The nurse c- comes in and catches him doing it as he's wiping his bloody gloves on the... Yeah, so they, they didn't... The, the agents are not practicing universal precautions, just wiping their bloody leather gloves on hospital curtains. And then they walk out, get into their car, and set themselves on fire. And that's sort of, I guess, the intro, Mm -hmm. big first action moment. Then we get to meet the doctor who's like, what the hell? On a relatively like serious movie analytical note, that's actually part of the reason why I don't think I could call this a B movie because the storytelling or storytellers are setting up something for us that is supposed to be like a mystery, like Mm -hmm. a legitimate mystery. Like, okay, this guy comes into the hospital, murders in cold blood this hairy guy, and then commits suicide wasn't that hairy? Right, 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 right. He was like, balding. He he pours gas. Then then after this murder, he walks into a car, pours gasoline on himself, and then blows himself up in the car. Mm. Like obviously, this is not normal behavior. It's so oddly, he's on drugs. Yeah. <laughs> oddly robotic. Exactly uh-huh. right. But if you don't know that it's robots, which we w- don't at this point, although we could suspect, it does set up a mystery mm-hmm. that is intended to pique our interest a little bit. And there's nothing tongue-in-cheek about it, so... That's true. So this is a normal movie mystery for us to be unraveling. And that's... that's I, The nerd in me who'd get a little bit strict around definitions of what would constitute B-movie versus kind of normal horror movie, that could be a, a, a demarcation I would make. You do love your pedanterism. <laughs> uh, I believe it's pedant-er-er-ism. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I do love the explanation they give after he gets lit on fire where they're talking and they're like, he must have been on drugs. And then all of the actors look directly into the camera and wink <laughs> yeah, and say, yeah. kids, don't do drugs. <laughs> yeah. And then they turn it? back to I action. think I made the comment like, oh, this is a uh, Ronald Reagan campaign movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. And but so, does that make sense though? Like yeah. that distinction? No, mm. I I agree. It was it was it was a serious tone from yes. second one of the mm. guy running. Well, and it was well, like I would even say campy, hmm. but not like whatever is whatever distinguishes campy movie from a B movie. This was it. Gotcha. Where it was still campy, but it wasn't so intentionally bad that you're watching it in a completely different frame of mind. Like it wasn't hmm. self aware that it was bad, right? Yeah, I agree. Yeah. yeah, and I yeah, it was just there's so many weird things, but it demarcates. Oh, I, I was trying to circle back to a thought I had, mm. and so I made a lot of word salad. Welcome back to thought, Billy. We did it. The I thought Agnes because she sees the guy catch him, and this is kind of a further demarcation from Michael Myers. Is if that nurse caught Michael Myers murdering someone, then whoops, bye Agnes. Mm, and yeah. this guy just walks right past her mm-hmm. and walks out, and then sets himself up. That's a great example of why this is a com- like this is intended to be a completely different story. Yeah, 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 right. Which which means that they're not making just a tongue in cheek movie to the other Halloween movies, mm, yeah. which is kind of what we talked about about the modern Halloween is making an inside spook ball or, or was a booze ball to the original Halloween movie, ball. but it does it so well, which is why I enjoyed that movie. Right. Yes. As yes. opposed to this movie, which is in name, mostly in name alone associated with Halloween, making a completely different story just poorly. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. in a not totally unenjoyable way. So after this, like, murder slash uh, murder suicide that happens that the 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 people of the universe think is is where we're at right now the the movie seems to fast forward through a few days of plot like it, it has like a cutscene of like october 27th and there's a little scene where they're like we can't find much to autopsy i don't know what we're looking for and then it's like october 29th we do meet in ellie in the hospital though right, right yeah, that's right, like right. the next morning and then you can you gonna get like the sense already that like the doctor's relationship with his wife is not good because for the rest of the movie starting <sighs> at that scene anytime he's talking to her over the phone it's just like she's yelling at him like like you always do this like you never talk to your kids like why, why don't you come pick him up and he's like he's always like i'll promise they can stay I'm with sorry. me all yeah, saturday i'm sorry, I'm sorry. the the thing with that is I could hear that the wife was saying something, but it was almost to the point of just being like, the gibberish in Charlie Brown's teacher or something. (laughs) And so he hates his wife or they're separated or ex-wife. And then he's just so, uh, I know that at the time the actress was 21. So she was legal and all that, but still (laughs) a 24 year age gap was just like, ugh. That's a bit too much, buddy. Because hey, he's just Ellie told her, her so that she's older than she appears. Uh, no, it just yeah, just the the relationship between this doctor and the so the daughter of the the murdered man comes in to ID, ID the body, and the doctor is just like, hello, I'm going to like, one, touch one off- you all over the place. But he, okay, so you're totally right in the kind of like ick factor. So ick. But the whole budding of their relationship was so unrealistic. Oh, yeah. That it kind of made it seem less icky. 
in a sense. I mean, for me, it seemed like the actor was like, but what if I got to make out with this girl who's 20 years younger than me? Sure. That'd be cool if we wrote that in. And that it's so I didn't seem organic. It seemed like, yeah. well, you'll, you can just make out with this girl. Whatever, like, real life undertones are probably way grosser than any of the movie <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. overtones. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Because the movie itself was so nothing discombobulated that yeah. it didn't seem gross because not nothing seemed realistic in this movie anyway. It so. was just a good old slice of 80s misogyny and sexism mm. and it was just like Ugh. and it hasn't really gotten that much better. Like it's gotten a bit better but just ways to go. De- definitely progress. I would I would definitely say though, like that there's no way that they could treat the female characters in a movie now like Absolutely they not. like they did in this one, and I would consider that progress. Yeah, yeah. Ha- I'm not saying there hasn't been progress. Right. I'm saying there's more. Road sure, to go. sure, sure. It's true. Like it's it's, true. it's still worth noting that yeah. the casual butt slap of, <laughs> of Doctor Chalice to Agnes would both be undoable and unwelcome. In yeah. a movie, and I think today. That, I think they were like, okay, maybe this isn't so cool because they're like, well, what if she gives him a butt slap back? Everyone's equal, right? It's like, what if zero butt slaps? Yeah, maybe you should just be touching each other's butts at work. <laughs> yeah, of your seemingly friends. Yeah. So there were milk and cookies in the fridge. Yeah, yeah I should have married you instead, Agnes. No, I don't. I definitely don't want to like pretend like there isn't still progress to be made. There were a lot of things in this movie where I'm like. This is so not so, so not what would be happening today. So old, yeah. But through so anyway, back to the movie. Through Ellie, we find out that her dad was a costume and novelty shop owner and was missing for a little while and went to go pick up an order of Halloween masks from this company. And you know she's tracked him down she's like i've been playing a lot of detective work and i'm gonna talk to this random doctor and he's gonna come with me so because he's just like yeah that sounds good i'll go on a road trip with you yeah no problem and then yeah. he, he goes he's on the phone again with his wife he's like i i there's just like there's just a bunch of doctors talking i i, I like i don't know the name in the motel but i gotta go yeah and he's he holding just, like he's holding like a four pack of beer <laughs> some bullshit like conference being like ah, ah honey i gotta go away We're yeah like from a storytelling point of view it made no sense he was a doctor no, like he, he should anything. he should have been a cop, right? Like at least then there's like a sense making why she goes to him for he, sleuth reasons. He had the mustache for a detective. Yeah. Like yeah, he could have been a detective. The autopsy could have been a coroner yeah. who they're still talking to. Like there yeah, was there the was movie. no reason for him to be a doctor. Yeah. You're right. No, none at all. Other Definitely. than he's in the hospital. Also, while there the was that happens. one throw off line in the middle of the movie where he's like, I'm a doctor. It's true. With Marge. Yeah, I guess with Marge. But that line could have easily been like, hey, I'm a police officer. What's going on here? Yeah, and it would have been more sense <laughs> if he was a police officer because they are, they are un, they have no insignia other than the company taking a body out of a hospital. Like, they're not paramedics. But they weren't <laughs> even not... taking a body, at that point, they were taking a body out of a motel. Right. To a factory. Now, this does seem in the purview of the police. <laughs> yeah. So it would have made more sense again if he was a cop. But maybe that's why they didn't, because then he couldn't intervene there. Maybe. Legally, but. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe. And it means he doesn't have a gun, which the... perhaps adds to the tension. That's true. This just goes so... back to, we wish that we wrote this movie. Well... I'm trying to. Like, I don't wish I wrote this movie. <laughs> well, I, don't I think want my name on this. I, I think I said at the beginning because this isn't a B movie. I need to analyze it like it's a normal movie. All right, which sure. which means that it's 
nonsense that she's approaching him as a doctor. She would go to the cops in any kind of like normal life scenario yeah. where your dad has been murdered and you have reasons to think it's nefarious. Mm. But also from the movie perspective, the fact that he's not a cop means he doesn't have a gun, which does make it a little bit more tense mm-hmm. in the lead up. So, and if he does have a gun, maybe there's a, oh, fuck, I left my gun at home line. Like a throwaway <laughs> line where it's like, I lost my gun or I can't get to my gun or, or something. Well, yeah, he probably would have been a shitty cop because <laughs> he was pretty stupid. Yeah. So anyway, they head off to the town of Santa Mira, California, where the company is headquartered. Right? Yes. That's where the second part of the movie goes because um, they're in. It's it's Little Ireland, pretty much. Yeah. There, there's this weird line of, yeah, the company has set up the big factory in this town and saved it and brought in a whole bunch of people and they, they're all from Ireland and they're all grateful great? to what uh, the Connor O'Connor what's his name Connell Cochran Connell Cochran yeah. and so that scene was kind of interesting and again a little bit mysterious where they're driving through the town and it's just shot after shot after shot of people looking at windows and like glaring at them and I guess we, I don't know if all of those people were robots or just most of the people. It was interesting. It was it was it gave the impression that maybe it was going to be a, a cult mm. type movie. We Close. mentioned that a few times. Like it was but giving us some hot fuzz vibes. There was yeah, like I mean, <laughs> I guess it's not much of a metaphor to say. Oh, they're not cult. They're just robots, <laughs> 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 right? Like yeah, yeah, the whole yeah, point yeah. of a cult is that the actions of the cult members are robotic. Yeah, right. They're they're sure. under the influence of the leader, so it's not really a metaphor, even. But still, I I, I thought it was going to be maybe more human based cult activity that was the payoff as opposed to robotic activity, like literal robotics. Yeah. So the reason they go to Santa Mira is to find out what happened to their dad because she's Ellie's got the diary and he's like he went to this meeting, he went to his appointment. And then he was supposed to go get masks, and then he didn't show up for a dinner with somebody, and then I haven't seen him since. Or then he showed up dead, so so she they want to go check out the factory to see, because he was picking up this order of Halloween masks, and they come to the world's weirdest motel. I, I, I really like that scene of them driving through the town, all the people kind of looking at them, and, yeah, and then cool. you, there's like shots of cameras there and just following, and it gave, like, it was a really good way of showing that you should be at, like, uneasy about this location. And it raised a lot of questions. And at that point, it, it, it pretty much like it didn't feel like a horror movie. It felt like a like a mystery movie, right? For sure. Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah, it's like why are these people all wary of these outsiders? It's just a really freaking weird town. We get a very brief introduction of some what I'm calling cannon fodder characters <laughs> in the in the guise of the single woman Marge, and then the family of buddy what's his name literally his first name was buddy and his wife and their son and they're all staying at this motel and you know they're all shop owners they're all shop owners they're all they're all yeah toy shop owners who are coming to get masks or or for some reason to come get masks then we find out that at 6 p.m in santa mira there's a curfew everyone has to be inside but a store is open so <laughs> a store is open and multiple people are walking you can go, the to, go to a liquor store still and I mean, the thing is, this is a small town, but it's not so small that there would never be like police, right? It's it's a it's it's a part of the United States, which is uh, a country of laws that were 
there to be this kind of like almost vigilante type government going on in the country, the police would be like, well, sorry. We well, can't actually do that. Unless the answer is bribery. You know, maybe Mr. Cochran is so, <laughs> so rich that they just get you know paid to look the other way. Or Yeah, but there wasn't even a sheriff in this town. It's true. Like it that... seemed like it was just everything was... <laughs> yeah, like there was like Employees. this... this um, it's like an autonomous zone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> that, that they had their own government. Yeah. Honestly, this this movie... It was a factoryocracy. Like the, the town itself could have been set anywhere in the world. Of course, yeah. Yeah. Anywhere. Any old damn place at all. But Dr... I already forgot his name. Doesn't matter. Dr. Chalice? Dr. Chalice. Chalice. Is walking around. He, he heads up to the liquor store because, you know, Ellie wants to look around and explore. And he's like, ah, it's too late. What if we get a drink? Well, also, it's, it's implied that he's just an alcoholic, right? Then we meet the character of exposition homeless Ex- man <laughs> number one <laughs> expository homeless man not even number one he's yeah, the, the only, only one. one yeah and i think his name was ho bo <laughs> hobart bobart <laughs> yes <laughs> sorry yeah name. yeah yeah but he likes to shorten it because <laughs> like that bobart is a dumb name of course <laughs> he talks about and he's he's slurring his words about to this random outsider about how there's weird stuff in the town and he, they didn't hire him they hired a bunch of outsiders and in between asking for sips of his <laughs> his bottle i ain't got no diseases buddy give me a, you know i, I can have a pull of that whiskey it's like well not in covid six feet friend <laughs> and then so he delivers his lines and goes stumbling off to get his head literally torn off by goons, which was the second goriest kill, I think, in the movie. I'd say for me, second goriest. It was it was, it was, was funny because all those scenes of limbs being dismembered or whatever or heads being pulled off, it was like, it's really graphic. And then when it cuts to like the shot of the thing being pulled off, I'm like, that looks like a prosthetic. Just it, like it, a it wasn't mask great. Around. It wasn't the greatest effects. Although um, that kill was funny with the blood squirting out of the body yeah. for like yeah. a couple seconds longer than you would expect. Yeah, that was the bloodiest, way. goriest part. That was, again, a line into a B-movie territory. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like you'd have that fountain of blood, but then they didn't go too right. far over right, that right, line. Right. Well, uh, to that point, Alex, and uh, spoilers for the Alien franchise here, for anyone listening, if you haven't seen any Aliens. Like the way that the android, like there's a few scenes in, in the Alien franchise where the android type robots lose their head and it looks exactly like this yeah <laughs> like yeah. it's like it's just it looks more like time. a dead robot than a dead human it's at true. the end and which it, is the point I guess. yeah i guess so so yeah at this point you're getting a knees like who are these goons why are they here in this town why are people's heads getting pulled off uh-oh dr and ellie what's gonna happen to you Three more days to Halloween. <laughs> yeah, so they're in the town. They're they're in the motel, and we see Marge, who's off by herself. She's like, I hate ordering masks by mail, and I hate dealing with them in person. But I have to come here, and and she finds one of her masks. The little trademark has fallen off, and she looks at it, and there seems to be some sort of microchip or circuitry on the back. And then she pokes it with a bobby pin or whatever, and probably the goriest part of the movie like the most startling gory part of the movie is a laser shoots her in the mouth (laughs) and then when it cuts back to her her face is like completely blown away it's a really cool gross prosthetic this this lady's super dead and then a bug crawls out of her face and yuck and then next door and next door they're 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 doing their thing they're doing their thing and it's like what was that don't worry about it don't worry about it it's fine don't worry about it 
But that's the scene you're talking about when they're wheeling Marge out. It's not police officers. It's not hospital ambulance. It's the silver, silver company, company yeah. comes in. They have great facilities at their factory for <laughs> yeah. a hospital. They're like, don't worry. She'll be taken completely care of. And she's away with her, like the sheet over her head, which means dead person. Like that's, they don't, you know, they don't just put the, <laughs> I'm a doctor. Yeah, I'm a doctor. And then we Oh, oh wait, sorry. The the funniest line, I think it happened a little bit before this, where they're like, Oh man, it's weird here. Yeah, we should get out of here. Yeah, but not yet. <laughs> <laughs> you know, basically that's, yeah, what, yeah. that's what, like they know that it's trouble. Yeah. They know that it's danger. But but we still need to find out what happened to my dad. So just not quite yet. It's like we, oh, we'll go in a okay. bit. We'll go in just we'll go slightly after it's safe. We'll go after, after the next three deaths. Yeah. You know? And so Marge gets wheeled off. She's She's dead. R.I.P. Marge. And yeah, we get to meet the villain of the movie, the mask or the company owner, Connell Cochran, who's telegraphed as being the evilest evil in the world in his pitch black suit and his smooth, slimy, genial way of speaking. Like he's classic businessman, bad guy. I don't know who the actor is, but I bet he was. It seems like that would be someone who was big at the time and they got him for this movie and Dan O'Hurley. Oh, there you go. He was at least Irish. He's Irish. Cool. What else was he in? He was also um, in... Known for such roles as Brigadier General Warren A. Blackie Black in Failsafe, The Old Man in Robocop, and Andrew Packard okay. in Twin Peaks. He was... That's right. He I did mm. recognize him from Twin Peaks. And he was in Adventures of Robinson Crusoe in 1954. Oh. Huh. Yeah. I recognize him from Twin Peaks then. Twin Peaks. That's a weird show. So anyway, we meet evil bad guy who's the owner of and we get a little bit of exposition later on from buddy saying that it was a novelty company a joke company made like all the best pranks and then made halloween masks this year or, or for a couple of years and boy that that buddy guy turns out to be the number one salesman of masks in the whole country and he's there as like a reward to like, get yeah. a factory tour with his family I, I like the factory tour part. It was cool. It was cool to see how masks are made, but it felt like a Discovery Channel. It felt like a how it's made. Yeah. yeah. Buddy in the Masky Factory. <laughs> it was very like Willy Wonka-esque. It was. There's a lot that. of rooms and like, what's past that door? Switches. Oh, we can't go there. That's trade secrets. <laughs> oh, what does, um, what does finishing touches mean? Oh, you know, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Oh, yeah, I understand. Can you can you <laughs> show off. can you show like, your best salesman like a little sneak peek? Oh, there's chemicals and they're not oh, safe. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like okay, everyone is competing to see who can be the dumbest person in the room. That was also the that, that whole family was very much like a like the Veruca Salt family from yeah. Charlie and the Chocolate or yeah. Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Like, Daddy, I want a squirrel and I want one now. And this kid is like running around. And is like, I want this mask. Give me that one. And they're like that one's not finished no that one isn't finished you must have this one with the seal of approval ha, ha, ha. <laughs> yeah. god damn it this movie this movie was too long it was Way so too long. long it was only an hour and a half it was so long and we're not even uh we're maybe in this we're like the in start the, of the third second act. act so more shit oh. happens they mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> ellie sees her dad's car in a garage she goes to check it out and then the like agents stop her and it's all getting really suspicious. Trade secrets. Oh, trade secrets, don't you know? And Buddy's like, mm, yeah, yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah, for sure. 
And then they go back. This to the, is the moment they should have left the town. But then they go back to the hotel and they're like, "We got to get out of here. Something's not." Yeah, right. but they should have just left. They should have just. Yeah, left. like there's no reason for them to go back to their. You motel. have to make one more phone call. Yeah. So oh, he, and we're, we're kind of forgetting the whole time he's like still calling back and forth to the oh, right. the, the corner, and the corner has been like apparently she's like another another lady that this doctor they're gets flirty. With. They're, they're very flirty. flirty. Yeah, yeah, Teddy. Teddy, yeah, and she, her her job in this movie is to be the coroner trying to figure out the car fire, the car fire, and that the guy that's like the we don't know yet, but the android that set itself on fire, and she's just like someone must have been like sabotaging this or like whatever, like because there are no bones and it's just metal pieces. Yeah, she's like someone must have switched the bags because I've been doing an autopsy on a car, and then yeah, 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 she can't find any. It's all just springs and nuts and bolts, and you're like, okay, thank you. Yeah, for for drawing us to the con- conclusion that it's a robot, which like honestly I should have seen earlier, like because it was so telegraphed. Yeah, it's like oh yeah, that's what I mean. Like this movie, everyone is competing. Even the villains are competing to see who can be the stupidest and dumbest person in the movie. Yeah, it's like it's a t- intense battle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like everyone is being willfully ignorant about everything. Yes, yeah. So. They're about to leave, but not yet. You Doc, gotta make yeah, one more yeah, phone yeah, call. Yeah, Doctor and are about to leave. He's and it's so obvious. He he leaves the motel room as she's packing, and he doesn't close the door fully. Doesn't close the door all the way. He goes to make his phone call. It can't get through. He comes back. The door's wide open. Ellie's gone. Big, gigantic surprise. There We're have all been shocked. hundreds of warning signs for these two people the whole time <laughs> they're in the town, yeah. and the biggest one being that the this private company has muscle behind not letting. Ellie see her dad's car, mm. which is, you know, illegal. <laughs> but then also, like, okay, get the fuck out of there. There could if have, you're a normal person. There couldn't have been more warning signs if all of the residents of Santa Mira marched down the road waving red flags and being like, "It's our red flag parade." You know what? When when the writers were writing this movie, they're like, "There's like too many red flags in this town for uh, our characters not to realize that there's some danger." So let's throw in four lines where Ellie says, "We should leave," but not actually have them leave. So it still makes it a little bit believable, but not quite. Are you kidding me? Just leave. You say it the first time, just leave. 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 Go. 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 Okay. I love it. It's going to be so loud. It's going to be so... I'm sorry. It's so loud. Like, there were red flags at the so sign. It was like, this is Ireland. Or <laughs> yes. like... Welcome to Santa Mira, home of the red flag. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we have a 6 p.m. curfew. What? All the little cameras... I thought this was America. ...had red flags on them. <laughs> yeah. It was just... Cameras everywhere. Just, yeah. I mean, talking about right now, am I right? Oh, cameras all over the place. They're in pockets. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Hi, Google. Hi, Google. Alexa, play Huey Lewis and the News Sports. <laughs> yeah. It's a little joke. Uh, okay, anyway. What are you doing with that axe? Uh, nothing. Okay. I'm not doing anything with this axe. Don't worry about it. Okay, so Ellie gets kidnapped, <sighs> and he's about to leave the motel, and then, what, six goons show up? So he locks the door and runs out the bathroom door. Yeah, yeah, he, he runs. He makes a break for it, and he runs right to this company to find Ellie. The woman he has known for now four days, which like don't leave her behind. She went here. He's like, known go to intimately here. for two days. It's <laughs> <laughs> bummed me out. <laughs> yeah, they, they he sees them dragging her into this like garage, so he like tries to break in or something. <laughs> yeah, so he tries. She he, he tries to go get her. He manages to sneak past everyone in this factory who he just walks by he's just like hiding against walls every door he comes to is unlocked 
and he comes into the like toy room. Like earlier on, we get a shot of the toy. He's room. channeling his inner Splinter Cell. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and he he finds he opens the door and there's this old woman crocheting something in a rocking chair and he starts yelling at her where's the girl where's the girl where's the girl and i was like oh gross this is like a leather-faced grandpa situation and then it he shakes the woman and it falls apart and oh my gosh it's a robot and then he gets attacked by one of the goons and manages to overpower this one because he's strong doctor powers and he punches it in the tummy enough to break it open and then oh my gosh they're robots too there's all this uh was a like like headlight fluid gloop it was like butterscotch pudding. Like, yeah. I don't know. I feel like they were like, what if it was white, like in Alien? And they're like, no, no, Fox will sue us. So make it yellow. <laughs> make it surprise, yellow. Surprise, surprise. They're robots, too. So they're all robots. And the, so was they it, don't have a copyright on goop. <laughs> if well, Gwyneth Paltrow does. <laughs> ah. <laughs> I will refrain from making the joke I want to make right now. <laughs> if you're wondering, where's the witch? We still haven't seen anyone. Wasn't this movie called Season of the Witch? Around this point, Alex is like, there hasn't been a witch in this movie yet. What is going on? Although there was a witch mask, so maybe that's what it was. Yeah. Yeah, but you can't call it Season it, of the Druid and yeah, have it be a spoiler. Like, it could have also surprised. been like Season of the Jack-O-Lantern mask, okay? Or Season of the uh, Red Flags. Halloween 3, Season of the Red Flags. Se- season of the Irish Robots. I don't know. It's like, there's no witch. That sounds like a Futurama episode. And was it at this point that we cut back to the corner? <sighs> yeah, and she because gets, she gets like attacked by a robot, as Billy put it. No, she also got drilled. <laughs> Second time we saw someone getting drilled. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Gross. I'm not proud of it, but I'm a little bit proud of it. But like when she dies, she's she's like about to figure out like, oh, these are actually robots that mm-hmm. like I'm autopsying, and she's like trying to call somebody, and then she just dies. So at the end, she really didn't. Do she didn't do anything. anything. Yeah, and we see her like pick up a servo and flip it a couple times and flip it over, and it says written on the back, "These were robots." And she goes, "What was? Mm, what is happening? Oh, this like little gear is to." And then just being entranced long enough to get killed by them. <laughs> I guess you don't have to go to school to be a coroner. <laughs> I mean, I guess not. Maybe. <laughs> no, she, sure you do. She was just the assistant coroner. The joke, like the fact that. The main character and this corner lady were medical professionals was the most laughable part of the movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, so once we find out they're robots, Dr. Who Cares gets kidnapped by all of the robots. He gets overwhelmed by robots. He gets kidnapped. And then... It's like 20 minutes of monologue. Dr. Cochran, or not Dr. Cochran is like, oh boy, now is my chance to monologue. And boy, oh boy, does he just take his time to monologue. We get everything that they're planning on doing so the mask company has been putting microchips in the masks that they processed from a stone they stole from stonehenge which by the way at the very start big part of the movie actually we we see this news clip being like we don't know how they've stolen a stone from stonehenge and (laughs) then it shows up it does beggar belief check (laughs) check off stonehenge stone (laughs) yeah and check off's missing stonehenge stone yeah we saw the missing Stonehenge stone in Act 1, so by Act 3, it got went off. And boy, did it. But anyway, he's monologuing. The masks have this chip in them that when a signal is played through the television commercials, something bad happens. So we then see... Mm. Then we see the, the buddy toy family get put into this room, this like underground sort of nuclear fallout bunker made to look like a 1950s living room. Room. Mm. And the kid puts his mask on, and they're watching the TV... 
and he gets hypnotized. By the jingle. Jingle plays again. Happy, happy Halloween, Halloween, Halloween. Yeah. And then the big reveal is that anyone who's wearing a mask and gets triggered by this microchip has their head turn into bugs and snakes and worms. Yeah, what? so... What? There's something about this part of the movie I have to say. <laughs> oh, I'm ready. I'm gonna, okay. I'm going to crisscross applesauce. My I'm hands ready. are in my lap. I almost said go ahead. it, but I yeah, feel like you so when Cochran, Go to clear your throat. Just <clears> crack <throat> it there you go. When Cochrane gives his monologue about the history of all of this, this is where I got angry <laughs> at the movie because I think my comment was, well, this movie has been a nothing burger until now. <laughs> and now that they have an actual cool premise that they haven't developed, didn't try, haven't earned, because... The whole reason this is happening is that Cochrane is like connected to the Druid Celtic mythos, which I think is really cool. Like that's a that that in itself is a really awesome premise for a horror movie. So in a way in a way similar to Silent Hill, but much worse than Silent Hill, they make a terrible movie about a really cool idea and they butcher it. And so the fact that there is like the druids are allegedly the people who made Stonehenge, right? And there's like kind of cool, like basically Halloween started from the druids, and so this Halloween, the Halloween is stolen from them by corporate America, let's say, or the dumbasses who want to trick or treat. Like he's clearly angry about all it's of too this. Too commercial. Yeah, it's too commercial. And so this is such a cool historical premise for an actual good movie that they decided to just make a movie about dumb people who don't know what to do about anything, right? And so I was like, ah, oh, movie, this is a bad idea. Is there anything else you want to tell the movie? Uh, <laughs> fuck you scene of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> because this movie, I didn't feel the same about Halloween 2. But, but it's like, you're kind of going through this movie like, oh, this is just another bad horror movie. <laughs> <laughs> but now this is another bad horror movie that has a good idea that they didn't work out That could have been a cool, cool idea. Exactly. Okay, so my question, to clarify the plot of the movie, if you can clarify it, so this ancient druid is going to sell these masks to all the kids in America, and his idea, or his way to get them all to watch the TV is like, it's a it's a giveaway it's a big com- promotion. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So everybody wear your masks in front of the TV. So all so these he's kids- using corporate America to destroy. to destroy corporate America. Ah, you were the chosen one. <laughs> you were supposed to. I don't know. Okay. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, yeah. Um. So okay. So all the kids are sitting in front of the TV with their masks on. He's gonna play the commercial jingle, and they're all gonna die. So is was the way I understood it, and maybe I'm wrong, but I want to get clear clarification from both of you. Is that He's sacrificing all the kids in America to bring in the season of the witch. Ah, sure. Well, but that's what they, they talk a little bit about how that was the kind of ritual. Yeah, for they the said druids. like three thousand years ago they had the festival of Samhain and they the hills ran red with the blood of animals and children, and then now the planets are aligned like this vague sort of oh planetary alignment. Mm. Now we get to kill kids. Anymore. But now like, I, why? Now why are they killing the kids? Is because it... it was a prank. He literally says, "Like, it's the ultimate joke, don't you think?" And oh. we're like, "I think maybe you and I have a different definition." I of jokes. hate this movie. <laughs> but but and here's it's just it's such a it's such a missed opportunity for a cool idea because the clash between like the druid and Celtic paganism, and then the Catholicism that came, like Saint Patrick and the and the Catholic 
you know, theology that comes as well. And like how that would have been obviously (laughs) at odds with each other. Like that is a cool premise Mm. for a background mythos of a story. And yeah, it was the Druids who had the Samhain and the beginnings of Halloween. And then November 1st is All Saints Day. So there's an obvious tension Mm. between those two belief systems, you know, loosely speaking, because I don't know how coherent of a belief system belief system paganism slash druidism was but anyway that's that's neither here nor there like that's just interesting to me yeah I and agree. and it cashes out in Cochrane selling these masks and and just being pissed off and the only reason he even has a chance to do this is because everybody is a complete moron but he talks about that whole ritual being a th- three thousand years ago as if he was there so i was like was he there does he just is this just the belief system he still holds to uh, a weird irish space wizard right the maybe he's the season of the witch i don't know like i don't know who. well there is a line about how that the druids or like this kind of culture initiated witchcraft mm. in the world and, it, right. and and from a european perspective that's true like that probably i i'm not an expert but the you're Un- not shit. Get out. Yeah, yeah. Well, but like the understanding of the paganism of the British Isles and Germany, probably especially in the Germanic peoples, would have been the original witches in sure. a European context, okay, sure. right? Yeah. Or so, the Celts. Like the Celts were very yeah, like nature exactly. deities, mm-hmm. and, and and they weren't. You know, they didn't have the big monotheistic. So if we're going to give a charitable stuff. interpretation yeah. of season of the witch, uh, witchcraft came from these kind of cultures, right? So. All right. So anyway. Doctor Action Hero gets tied up, puts he's got a mask I love on how his head. Every single <laughs> description is a g- different generic title of a dumbass protagonist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Doctor Mustache, he gets a, a, a mask on his head. He gets tied up, and then the you know the big evil bad guy does the thing of being like, "Well, you're going to be killed in twenty in an hour and ten minutes." So I guess I'll say goodbye and not leave any guards at the door. Adios. Off I go. And he manages to, in very quick succession, break through the TV. And before you get mad about it again, I already explained, Luke, he's got doctor kicks. Mm. So he can break a TV, no problem. Okay. (laughs) I rescind my complaint. (laughs) Yeah. So he kicks the TV in. He cuts his bonds with a piece of the broken TV glass. And he throws the mask off of his head on top of the security camera so he can break out somehow. He vented. Just unlocked. Oh, right. Yes. He opens, he unscrews the vent. John McClane's his way out of it. McClane's his way out of it. Come down to the coast. We'll have a few laughs. Oh, and then (laughs) this, this part. Ho, ho, ho. This part. His, his little, uh, do we uh, call, what's his name? What's happening? Cochran? Cochran. Cochran. Cochran is like, his henchman sees that, oh, camera two is covered. I better go tell the boss. And he's about to tell the boss, but the boss is on the phone, so he's got to wait a couple more minutes until the boss is off the phone. And then after the boss is off the phone, then he's like, well, it's a problem with camera two. And in that time frame, it lets Dr. Mustache (laughs) unscrew the vent with his fingers and climb up and get away. Like It gives him like a two-minute head start. One one thing I do find humorous about this movie is that the reason Dr. Ass Kicker can (laughs) escape and you know, quote unquote win or even have a chance is that actually Cochrane is just as dumb as him. They're all dumb. <laughs> like They're the villain, the villains are just as dumb as the hero. Absolutely. Absolutely. But he, yeah. So he escapes, he finds Ellie tied up. Yay. He rescues the girl. 
he's being the best action hero you ever did see this in your whole rescue. life. <laughs> Aren't you a little tall to be a doctor? <laughs> and thankfully, they didn't have to deal with any garbage mashers, but he very quickly puts in, he figures out this plan. He finds a box of the microchips, and he sneaks over to the control panel because I guess the robots were not programmed to see humans and he knows how to use this computer and he, just like, he just reaches up and just like pushes like buttons without looking and then the commercial starts to play this thing that has the hypnotic trigger or whatever in it he climbs up to the roof of the factory and just as the signal lights up when all the chips go off he pours them all out over top of the like control panel robots and they all explode they all explode because all the little blue lights spark up and then we see the demise of Cochrane, who you know gives him like a well done and a little like soft round of applause as the you bested me the the tv is triggering not only the the bits of stonehenge in the chips but the actual rock from stonehenge that glows blue also aren't the rocks at stonehenge thousands and thousands and thousands of pounds it did say it was five tons and i loved his explanation where he says yes we got it from stonehenge getting it here was a trick the end that's all <laughs> just okay okay <laughs> he just he's so proud of it he's like i'll tell you never a little bit of this a little bit a little of that, that. <laughs> volatile chemicals <laughs> but i like how they're just sort of gouging into it willy-nilly like they're just like digging it a hole like into the side of it but anyway it, it lights up gets all blue there's a ring of blue around all the tvs that are feeding back off the signal and then he gets disintegrated and we think maybe that's where the movie's gonna end, but it no, there's got to be an escape going. scene. So keeps going. He's running away as also the <laughs> because why not? The stone also sets the factory on fire, so they're running away, and he is running away with Ellie, who weirdly hasn't said a single line since he rescued her. That's strange. But because she's so shallow and underdeveloped anyway, we're not totally sure if that's just her being Ellie or if she's a robot. Yeah, but then (laughs) she is a robot, and they're driving away, and she tries to attack him. She tries to strangle him, crashes the car, and then they have a really long protracted fight where her arm is ripped off. So he you know, beats her down, pulls her head off, and she's down, and then the arm comes back to life and attacks him, and he kills that. And then the body, who has w- one arm and no head, comes back and stands by him until it falls over. I hate this movie. We're almost at the end. We're almost We're at the almost end. at the end. The very it's last too, scene. It's too long. Yeah, the very last. Are scene. we done yet? <laughs> no, just hang on. The very last scene. He gets to the gas station and he's calling the tv companies to take the commercial off the air and he manages to take it off two out of the three channels remember when there's only three channels by the way (laughs) so he he pulls it off of two of the three channels but the last one is still playing and he can't turn off the signal and he's just screaming turn it off turn it off turn it off okay another dumb thing about this movie wait 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 (laughs) okay the end oh (laughs) i guess it must say in the commercials because we also, we get that scene of like all the different cities around America right? that have all of these trick-or-treaters wearing one of the three masks that the company sells. It's either but with the, other costumes. <laughs> yeah, so it's the, ja- it's the Jack Lantern, the Witcher, the Skull Mask, but they're all like, it's like, oh, that's a ballerina with a, with a witch mask on her. Like, that's a... It's a pirate with a pumpkin head. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Just- so they have... 100% of the mask market in the entire country, yeah. which seems a little bit unrealistic, but okay. But anyway, they had a they had a blitz campaign, you know? Yeah. Radio, mm. TV, that's all. 
yeah. <laughs> at the time. So, but the thing is, like, okay, so this company has convinced all of these kids to watch their commercial or show or program on Halloween night at nine o'clock. Mm-hmm. But those masks, like, it's not easy to watch TV with a mask on. So how do they convince all these kids to wear the masks while they're watching the show? I sure wouldn't. I'd be like, don't forget to wear your mask for a special thing. I guess that would work with a lot of kids. But there'd be a lot of kids who just would take it off and be like, ah, this is too hot. Okay, but also, if the mask, like, turns your head into bugs and snakes, like, it doesn't necessarily kill the parents. The only reason it killed Buddy Jr.'s parents is because mom fainted. And then the rattlesnake that emerged from Buddy's head bit the dad but if they're in a locked small room if the kid is just watching tv by themselves you know i don't think i guess all the kids are gonna and there's like four time zones in america so it's not gonna be nine o'clock at the same time everywhere yeah it's like nine o'clock western is like yeah like 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 if there's a a night yeah if that happens in like new york i know it's it's there's no internet yet but la is gonna know before three more hours that this is starting to happen unless it was like okay on the east coast it's being filmed it's the the show was coming on at midnight. Stay up till midnight, New York kids. Yeah, it was uh, just. There were a few logistical issues with this film. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then I guess a bunch of kids. I guess the movie ends with a bunch of kids dying because they wore this mask that turns their heads into bugs. It's vague. Snakes. You don't know for sure, but it's an implied snake bug death. Yeah. So what a what a what a prank. Oh, your kids yeah, are because he's a jokester. Oh, good, right? Good joke. Druids are funny. We got through the end of this movie. We got through the end of our Halloween spooktacular. Yay! What was the scariest part, or the most shocking part? Because I know there's no like scares. Yeah, uh, there was that one. Like I, I kind of said this earlier, but every time like the the suited agent smith's popped on screen there was like the <laughs> still more coherent than a movie yeah dr was, macho man there's one of those instances <laughs> oh, yeah. where it was so sudden and it, we hadn't seen one in so long that it was like it was scary to me and i kind of ah, little jump yeah. little, little jump but no movie was not scary movie movie scary, was not scary the most horrific part was that we had to watch it <laughs> Thank you for watching this movie uh, for the podcast. Yeah, I, th- this movie was manifestly unscary, <laughs> uh, and not even really that creepy. Hmm. The, the the scene that I would the, the best descriptor, I think the most uncanny scene was the old lady knitting. Oh yeah, I think okay. that was the weirdest. Unsettling, yeah. I, I wouldn't even say it rise to unsettling. Okay. I'm just like watching it. And I'm like. Eh. I don't like that. <laughs> so that, no thanks. Yeah, like that was that was the most emotion I got in a fear direction. Was like, eh, I'm not really into that right eh. now. <laughs> but that scene, that scene was like kind of cool, I guess. Yeah. So when, when you put I'll, together, I'll say that, that scene. Like, yeah, isol- isolated. That was a very cool scene. But you know, when, in the context of the movie, yeah. But uh, my scariest part, or the the grossest part for me, the most unsettling part was the makeup effect of Marge post laser face, mm-hmm. and uh, that was gross. And I don't like creepy crawly things, so when the bug like crawled out of her head, that was ugh, ugh, I didn't like it. It was like a weird alien bug. I don't know if it was a, it wasn't a spider. It had six legs, but it looked like I don't know a locust or I don't know something like a big ant. I don't know. It was gross. So that part was the yuckiest scariest part for me i guess if i'm putting scary in air quotes because yeah this was like you said luke it was not scary at all and when i said it was like a mystery movie it kind of felt like a mystery movie 
It wasn't a mystery movie. Mystery solved. It was pranks. Mystery solved through monologuing. Because pranks. Because pranks. Because cultic pranks. Because cult pranks. Oh, those zany cultists. They're always up to something, hey? (laughs) But what, what should we rate this movie out of? I feel like I've given a lot of suggestions in the past few episodes, so I'm willing to take ones from the floor. Five more stars to get to us, to the rating we must do. <laughs> what, did you think Halloween commercials? <laughs> Sorry, saying out of jingles? Out of TV jingles? Out of annoying TV know. jingles? It doesn't matter. It's not going to get much. Well, let's do it. Let's do it out of, yeah, let's do it out of TV jingles then. You go first. Okay. This movie was less viscerally frustrating than Halloween 2. It was much more kind of apathetically bad and passively annoying as opposed to actively annoying to me. And it very much was an anthology in the sense that the kind of evil is completely different than the evil of the original Halloween, which is Michael Myers' psychopathy as opposed to like a Celtic druidic cult ritual. (laughs) This is very different. So in that sense, it's true to form, I suppose. But... Again, the only thing missing in this movie was good acting, good story, good conversation, <laughs> good dialogue, con- uh, sensical decision-making, and anything resembling something worth spending your time doing. So, so But there were some cool camera shots, and <laughs> the music was entertaining at times. So I don't know. I can't remember what I ranked Halloween to. All of, all of them were in the ones. Okay. I'll say 1.25. Okay. Out of... Five. 1.25. Yeah, it just was... This movie is very bad, but not the worst movie I've ever seen. Sure. Alex, what are you ranking this one? Okay, so at the intro, when I said I agreed with Luke where I like this more than Halloween 2, I'm going to have to redact that. <laughs> that was You've come less around on it? That was past Alex just lying out of, out of hope. Uh, present Alex has... After talking about this movie for the last hour and oh, a little bit. Oh, that's so funny. I've just, like, I don't know. I've, I've faith in humanity. <laughs> Something about, you know, the hope of the future generation and <laughs> just pessimism for the for what's to come. <laughs> what are you giving this movie? <laughs> I don't like this movie. Okay. I like the intro with the synths and the computer and the line that draws the jack-o'-lantern. But it was just a it was just a blender of doo-doo. Yeah, good. And it was good. like better not swear on this podcast. It was like a it was like a really look how woke we are cuz we're making a statement about corporate America and getting a monopoly on mass. Woke for the 80s. <laughs> 80s woke. It's like Captain America Civil War. Yeah. Only corporate America is strong enough to take down corporate America. I just, this I like movie Civil was... War. That was a great movie. Just, just a load of ass. <laughs> we saw Dr. Mustache's ass. Did we? I missed that. Yeah, we did. We got uh, some, we got some like... Dr. Butt? Man butt. Big hairy man butt. Oh, boy. Yeah, I... Nothing about this movie was cool to me. It was... It's just a big tease from the start. And I love how this movie was so bad, Alex. So you're, running out of, you're running out of steam to even be able to rank it. Okay. All right. And give us the number. I would say I'm going to give this a 0. 0.5 Whoa. jingle out of five okay. jingles. And 
I think the reason why I liked Halloween 2 more than this movie is because Halloween 2 had the best part about Halloween, which was Michael Myers. Mm. There was zero Michael Myers in this movie. Uh-uh. Not true. Uh, we saw, we <laughs> kind of saw him on a TV. It was like... Oh. Yeah, true. The best part of this movie was when Halloween was playing on a movie in the movie. That's yes. right. We paused. The, Luke had went to the washroom, and he's like, I'll catch up. We paused it and rewind it, because like, Luke, you're going to miss the best part of the movie. <laughs> yeah, like again, how the best part of a bad movie is that there's a different movie in it. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I hated it. So 0.5 did not like. Now <laughs> I kind of had a great time watching this movie and like, because of the company, because I, I have a very large soft spot for bad movies that are bad on purpose or not, even though they're bad. And, and maybe it's because I just, I love finding humor in absurd places, but this movie, like, I enjoyed the experience of watching it today. It was, the movie, it was bad. Like, don't get me wrong. It was a bad film. All the reasons everyone said. But the fact that it had a little nod to Halloween in there, playing on the on the movie in the bar, that was really good. There was some funny moments that weren't, they weren't supposed to be funny. They're supposed to be serious, but they just made me laugh. So I'm going to go high and give this one high for this one. I'm giving this one two out of five jingles. Wow. Because that's, I had a fun time Mm. and my ranking is definitely weighted on how I enjoyed it. That's fair. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean like when you make that point, I agree. Like this was a fun, nothing to fear day. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. With a terrible movie as usual, (laughs) terrible movie, fun day with the two of you, Watching a bad movie. The experience was great. The film itself gave me high blood pressure. <laughs> okay, so you would definitely watch it again. You're gonna have a marathon tonight. Yeah, if you know, if I wanted to like have like I don't know, what it was it called when like an aneurysm? Yeah, <laughs> I'd watch it again. Yeah. yeah. So okay. no, no one watching it again. Would you watch this one again, Alex? Uh, Luke? No, <laughs> no. There's nothing in this movie <laughs> worth seeing again. Uh, I. You know what? I might watch it again. I don't know why I would, but there might be a reason. If someone was like, I heard it's really bad. Is it as bad as I'm thinking? I'd be like, oh, yeah, we're watching it. Okay, well, don't invite me. I won't invite you. You're not invited. Good. I would watch it again if it was bad on purpose, Right. but it's bad on accident. You think it's bad on accident? It wasn't trying to be bad, and it just was bad. Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. Well, (laughs) if you need something to cheer, then you can just say we're almost done we don't have to talk about Halloween 2 anymore, Alex. It's the Somebody to Cheer section. Oh, nice. <laughs> what are we cheering this week, friends? As we're moments away from Halloween. I'll go. Time. Yeah. My Something to Cheer is a, a good movie that I saw this week. I saw Tenet. I really liked it. It was cool. It was visually one of the most impressive movies I've ever seen in my entire life. Story was cool. cool. I think sound mixing could have been a little better, but... I've heard that from a couple people. Yeah, it's just like, you know, important plot... Like, two characters are saying dialogue with important plot points. Let's have them on a sailboat with waves and, you know, Christopher Nolan's soundtrack happening. So I missed a couple things, I think, but, like, it was a good movie. I liked it. That's my something to cheer. Sweet. The movie Tenet. Tenet. Cool. Luke, what are you cheering? Well, I like that this is coincidental to the fact that Alex earlier mentioned he liked the sound that would come out when agents or the robots would appear because... There's this Netflix docu-series on right now called High Score, which is about like the history of video games. Oh, cool. And they talked to the guy who made the sounds for like Metroid and a couple other original video games and talking about how like 
the sounds actually prompt the player to let them know that they're actually doing something meaningful in the game as mm, opposed yeah. to just like you know once you get like, a, boop, 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 like that influences an emotion in a way or like a beep, beep you know like door open like it's yeah, just yeah, it just yeah, pro- yeah. it's it's just cool how it's so that even wasn't what i was gonna say about the high score but it's just cool that you mentioned that but the actual something to cheer this is a story i heard on the show yesterday that uh, on this this show high score that i loved so the first major nintendo game to break into the american market was donkey kong the arcade sure. from 1982 with mario as jump man and apparently there was a lawsuit taken out against Nintendo by Universal Pictures because of their property, King Kong. And they said Donkey Kong was a copyright infringement and they need to pay damages. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so I get I can't remember the exact details, but I think there was an independent litigating team of lawyers who went to Japan to do research around like this. And apparently the term Kong was actually just a, a generic word for a big gorilla in Japanese culture, oh, not like we're ripping off specifically king kong so if anything king kong would be a ripoff of the kong term from well Japan, i maybe. don't i don't know i mean maybe maybe although king kong came out in like 1933 so it'd be hard to know what but it, like it was just in the it was in the culture sure okay. very okay. saturated wise as opposed to like we're gonna call it donkey kong just so we get the king kong crowd <laughs> okay cool. <laughs> right yeah. and so the king kong. so they came back and they they gave this ruling and the judge ruled essentially in favor of nintendo and the lead lawyer who helped Nintendo, his name was John Kirby. And <laughs> he had a big round face <laughs> and very kind of puffed up. And so Nintendo, when they created the character Kirby, it was named after this no lawyer. Yeah. Oh. And so they like did homage to the guy who saved them from the lawsuit from Universal Pictures. By having him be a big pink ball that yeah, eats yeah, a lot yeah. of stuff. And, that's, and, that's and a it's nice like, story. I love stories like that. That's so funny. Like in, the inside scoop of, of a cultural touchstone like kirby and nintendo and all that kind of stuff so. kirby is my main in smash bros yeah exactly love so that. i loved that that kind of yeah that's where kirby came from that's a great story that is awesome i yeah, like so that a lot both of you should watch high score on netflix because it's it's re- like all the history of video games which... i've been meaning to get around to that mm, one, yeah. yeah yeah my summary to cheer is how do i start this one it's it's a, it's a good one i'm cheering it so it's very great but <laughs> A, a few weeks ago, at the time you're listening to this, I was chatting with somebody on Instagram, and we got to talking about how Canadian versus American candies are different, so that we started talking about how what we call rockets in Canada are called Smarties in the States. Mm. So the little powdery discs of candy, we call those rockets. Americans call them Smarties, and they don't have a Smarties product like we do, like the little chocolate-covered or the, the candy-covered chocolates that we know as Smarties. And so I was talking to this this one gal on Instagram, and she's like, I'd like, you know, I want to try them. And so I sent her a box of Smarties and a Canadian Kit Kat, because those are better than the American Kit Kats. And it was just after having kind of a shitty week, she got the package on a Friday, and she was posting it to Instagram. And it was just, like, super nice to be like, you know, I sent something through the mail that brought somebody joy and it was just really nice to see. So I'm glad, uh, I'm glad Ava, you like the Smarties. And uh, I hope you send me back some American candy. <laughs> Did she eat the red ones last? I told her to. Yeah. I said, nice. it's, because it's Canadian law, <laughs> you must eat the red Smarties last. And yeah, so that was my, that was yeah, my little fun. cheer. Because it was a little fun. fun. Cool. Isn't that so you cool how like in nowadays you can just like 
do stuff like that so easily and quickly and be able to talk to someone about it right like instantly and i was like imagine that like from her perspective a stranger is asking her for her mailing address so she can get candy from them (laughs) sounds like a setup for a halloween movie (laughs) oh (laughs) so yeah that was my something to cheer it was a a nice way to end the week and you know recording recording another episode is always fun it always makes brightens my day a lot but yeah unfortunately we don't have a review to read this week because we're all out of friends of mine who listen to the podcast that i can bully into leaving us reviews so please 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 leave us a review on apple podcasts wherever you find it if you have left one on a website do you want me to give a review i would give for this podcast if i wasn't on it and didn't know anyone on it sure but uh, very funny very funny but not enough star wars references (laughs) (laughs) you're right we don't make it nearly enough Star Wars. but if you want to leave us a five-star review and write a little uh, write a little review it helps us to rise up in the charts it helps it helps people find the show it helps expand us and you know i really like hearing from people what they're thinking And, and even if you want to provide some criticisms or or tips or questions that's something totally cool but yeah no reviews this week send them in i want to read them i I do have some plugs though what movie are we doing next week billy oh you know what i want to pin that and we're going to get back to it because i want to finish the episode oh okay okay because i do have some plugs i want to go through that i actually have had uh, by Mm. the time this comes out i will have been a guest on two other things i was you know uh, about a month ago i was a guest on really true fiction with you but i'm also going to be on another podcast with some people i know from instagram the podcast is called we happen to be trans and we're i can't remember what we're watching or we will have watched but we're going to watch something scary and then we're going to talk about it so i'm going to be a guest on their show which is really exciting and then i'm also will this will this will definitely be out by the time you hear this but i was on a youtube talk show started by another mutual follower on instagram called hat collecting and so i'm going to be sitting down and chatting for about an hour again i haven't recorded it yet at the time of this recording but that's pretty cool it's, it's called the hat collecting show so you can find that on youtube and what's it about see my face it's about just different the different sort of metaphorical hats people have like what are their hobbies what do they do for work what are they you know what are they like as how a they person? get ahead how they <laughs> yeah yeah so so check that out if you want you can search that up on youtube I'll, I'll put links in the show notes as well but i'm pretty excited to be be a guest on some more podcasts and i, I love doing it so it's uh, lots and lots and lots of fun very if, cool yeah so if you want to find out what else we're up to you can also keep track of us on instagram nothing to Fear podcast is our handle there we post about movies we're going to watch i'm starting to add a little bit more content to get more engagement if you want to tell us what you're cheering dm us use the hashtag something to cheer and that'll be fun to see what people are cheering because i like i like when people are having a good day you can follow us on twitter you can tweet at us nothing to fear p1 you can send us an email i've still not gotten any emails that are not spam related (laughs) on nothing to fear podcast at gmail.com or you can also follow me on instagram my handle is Billy by Design. I've got underscores between the words, and Billy is spelt with an I E. And that's our social medias. Did I forget any? We don't have a Facebook. We don't have a TikTok because we're all too old and not cool enough to understand that. <laughs> we all, oh, yeah, looking. We also have merch. We have a merch store. We have a T Public store. We've got a Nothing to Fear design up currently right now. There may be more up by the time you hear this. We'll see. Follow our socials for that. You can buy a t shirt. 
and keep ahead of what we're doing for merch. I've been in contact with Katie, who designed our logo to sort of up our merch game to make it good and give us a little bit of money to support the podcast a little bit more. <laughs> yes, Sorry. go ahead. If we get right into the middle of it, will it be the Ides of Merch? <laughs> the Ides of Merch, yes. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> Thanks. Very good. And thank this you. This should happen in the third month. No. <laughs> Speaking of, of Katie Rogers, thank you for designing our logo. Follow her at put underscore that down. Thank you, Alex, for writing the theme music for our show. It's such a, such a treat to hear when it comes out in my podcast feed. I'm always like, ooh, it's going to be nothing to fear time. Yay. And um, yeah, next week is a big episode for us. <laughs> it's a big episode. It's episode 20, <laughs> which we watch. Another Halloween movie, probably, right? Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, <laughs> I think, I think we should watch a good movie. We're due for due for a scare. This is, and I twenty mean, is a milestone. I yes. always get pumped for these days, but I haven't been this psyched yet. Yes, because Hereditary, ah! which is the movie we're doing, ah! is to me not just scary, though, Billy. It is very scary. Ah! Probably it will be the scariest <laughs> movie we've done. It's also one of the best movies I've seen in like the last five years. It is so tight narratively. Yeah. It is the the acting portrayal. Like I think Toni Collette should have won an Oscar for her performance in the movie. Oh, dang. It is, there's just, you don't know exactly what's happening most of the movie. And it it's just, it's storytelling genius. Wow. Because you can watch it. The second time you watch it, you watch it completely different. So I cannot wait. And in the meantime, you'll be like, ah, <laughs> ah! <laughs> that's scary. I'm so, I, this of, is by far the best movie we've done so far. This one, uh, Halloween three season, her- which <laughs> hereditary, like as far as even like rotten tomatoes would go. Okay. Like this, it's got, it's, I don't know. It's, it's probably over a 90. On rotten tomatoes. It's so good. I've heard it's, it's, it's supposed to be really scary. I am pre-scared. I'm going to be nervous all week until we we get it recorded. And, oh, yeah, like I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to the scare. I'm kind of like eager to experience it. But, uh, yeah, it's I'm just looking, a movie, right? It'll be great because it'll be um, nothing to fear. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and cut. Yeah, sorry. I, and both Alex and I have seen it, so. Yes, so you're going to be it, – it, okay, just one question. Don't just, like, spend half the time watching me, <laughs> please. No, well, I've actually – Don't tell me what to do. <laughs> I've actually only seen it once. Okay. So I, I think, like, as you said, if you, I, I assume you've seen it a second time, Luke. I've seen it twice now. Yeah. So it'll be three times once we talk yeah, about so it. Yeah, so I'll, I'll be looking forward to watching it a second time in more detail. And it, it, I think enough time has passed. And I, I, like, I still remember the plot. I still remember what was scary. I just don't remember when those scary things happened. Uh, Jesus. So okay. it'll, okay, it'll okay, be okay. good. It's, it's an amazing movie that happens to be a horror film. All righty. Yeah. Well, I'm looking forward to it. So tune in next week. And in the meantime, get ready to vote. By the time you hear this, it will be really close to the American election. So please vote. Please, please, God, vote. Well, happy Halloween, everybody. Yeah. Enjoy your trick-or-treating. Be safe out there. And remember, um, tune in at 9 o'clock for our contest. <laughs> Make sure you wear your mask, though. Five more days till Halloween. <laughs> Halloween.
almost time, kids. The clock is ticking. Be in front of your TV sets for the horathon, and remember the big giveaway at nine. Don't miss it, and don't forget to wear your masks. The clock is ticking. It's almost time. Happy, happy Halloween, Halloween.